Welcome to the Kaidas Nation. Kayak Bass Nation is presented by Dugout Bait and Tackle. Go to dugoutfishing.com to find everything you need for your next kayak bass fishing tournament. Hope you enjoy the show. Jeff Malat, Lunch Money Lambert, Also sponsored by Revo Sunglasses. Go to Revo.com, use code KBN25 to save 25% off your next order. Revo, best lenses on earth. Also sponsored by Western Sun Vodka. Go to westernsundistillery.com and use the bottle finder to find a bottle near you. All right, what's up everybody? Welcome to KBN Live. Happy Tuesday on a different night. We took uh, Monday off. Uh, everyone was observing the three-day weekend and hopefully doing what they should have been doing, which is honoring our fallen heroes. Uh, Ryan, how you doing tonight, man? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Good, man. Good. Uh, I always like to, to say something about Memorial Day because there's a lot of, a lot of Hallmark holidays that are kind of made up, but Memorial Day is one of those ones that that's a real one. We ought to take the time to, to think about what it's about. So hopefully everybody did that while also enjoying time with their family over the three-day weekend. I think a lot of people don't know, like, a lot of people don't know what Memorial Day that, that it's different from Veterans Day. Like you see, you see people's posts, and it's, it's kind of just. Yeah, yeah. Right I saw over, somebody right made like a reference to Top Gun and say freedom isn't free. I'm like, well, that's a movie. Yeah, that's yeah. not real. Yeah, that was a clean miss on that one too. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, we're here. We're here on a Tuesday. We got a good show tonight. We've got uh, Garrett Clark from out there on the West Coast, a little West Coast flavor. Uh, he won the. Can't believe they're still right? fishing out there. That's crazy. Yeah, Eight dollar a gallon after. gas, buddy. But they're still getting. Damn, it. I reckon. I reckon. Yeah, and then, then you got our second guest. Second, it's a two two guest show tonight. Hayden I Lamb. do, man. I do. Hayden Lamb. He is a freaking hammer on Chickamauga. Just put up a thirty bag in uh, in the Chattanooga Bass Association tournament like a week and a half, two weeks ago. Uh, he knows the lake. He's got a lot of insight. And hopefully for you guys that are showing up, guys and gals showing up to fish uh, this event this weekend, maybe he'll. Uh, shed a little light on it and make you understand how TVA operates a little bit better. Absolutely. Uh, if you guys saw in the announcement, and then I just put an announcement on the group page a little bit ago, we're doing a little giveaway tonight. We're going to give away some KBN gear. So I've got a KBN hat on. For those that don't know, we don't we don't push a lot, but there's a there's a shop on kayakbassstation.com. It's got a lot of uh, shirts, hats, and other stuff in it. So we're going to give away a shirt from the website tonight. I'll throw a little screenshot of it up here. You get to pick from one of those right there. A PKA shirt, the Nation shirt, or the, the WDO, uh, the classic WDO shirt. Uh, so all you have to do is we may let our uh, our last guest of the night, Hayden, between the three of us, uh, we'll pick the best comment of the night from either YouTube <laughs> or Facebook. Oh, boy. Uh, best question or comment, and we'll uh, give you guys a some gear from the website. All you got to do is share this live stream, and then we'll pick a pick a comment at the end of the show so it'll be fun uh we've got a bunch of folks on youtube a bunch of folks on facebook so even if you don't want to be in the contest help us out and share this so that more people can uh, get the info especially if you're fishing chick you're gonna want to see this especially if anybody will get a kayak bass nation tattoo i will guarantee you won't be banned from the group page ever yeah that's uh it's like the mafia you're (laughs) a a lifetime (laughs) lifetime membership you don't have to pay us just for free body just think your yeah. body. That's all you yeah, that's all, we, that's all we asked for. Uh, yeah, before we get Garrett in here, and we always like to recap the weekend, let's touch on the sponsors real quick. Of course, Dugout Bait and Tackle just got done with their huge Dude, Memorial Day sale. Did that go good? smashed it. Holy cow, man. Yes, it was nuts. Jamie moved uh, a lot of weight down there at the dugout over the weekend. Cool. I saw a lot of posts about it. Uh, I know I figured he would have some traffic, so that's good. Oh, yeah. They, t- they turned it out down there. Uh, then we've got Revo sunglasses, best lenses on earth. I was over in, in Branson for the weekend, just kind of chilling, staying on a golf course, did a little pool time, shopping time, and my Revos did work over there for me. Appreciate them. How'd that golf course fishing go? Uh, it went good. I, was, I actually tried to do a little GoPro video, then I realized I didn't turn it on when I was down there catching them out ah, of the pond. That's my so. favorite way to run a GoPro. Yeah, yeah. So I, actually, that's not true. I turned it on, but the power cable came loose. I didn't realize it had turned off. So, uh, anyway, it's almost overheating season. So yeah, I was externally powering a little hero eight to my, in my backpack and the cable came loose, but got a couple on a plopper. And then of course hey. the trusty Senko slinging it around the pond. I caught quite a few. So that was okay. Fun. Okay. 
that was fun before anybody woke up and ran me off the course. So that was fun. But uh, yeah, good times. Uh, and then last but not least, Western Sun Vodka. I see Ryan's got his uh, on the table. Actually, I didn't mix up a drink, today. but I'm going to hit this watermelon in honor of the okay. weekend. Okay. Before, All right. Before we get started here. I like um, it. But yeah, let's recap the weekend real quick. I, did you fish this weekend or are you just out there today? I know we talked earlier. Uh, today. I took Shaney out. Shane, Shane came in town a little early. Uh, we hung out Sunday. We took, took the glitter boat out for the last official day of eligible uh, glitter boat running. And we covered about 20 miles of the Atlantic Ocean, it felt like. Memorial Day weekend was not the time to uh, to get in on that. Um, and we'll get more into this when we get Hayden on, but things were not as I expected out on the ledges. I'll say that. And we'll, okay. we'll talk okay. about why a little bit later. Yeah, I know it's been raining a lot all the way through the central U.S. So I figured yes. that might play a part. That's a fact. Yeah. Um, no real tournaments this weekend that I know of just because it was the holiday weekend. But late last week, we did have some action on the page I want to touch on. You I had some it. action on the I page. I created it. Yeah. For those of you that didn't see that, I put a post up with a YouTube link uh, reacting to Fluke Masters, one of his latest videos regarding the, the KBF bank fishing rule. Now, I knew this rule existed forever. I never really paid much attention to it until, like, you see it in real time. <laughs> you see it in real time, how it can be used and, and how Gene used it to his advantage, you know, Credits Gene. He didn't do anything wrong by the letter of the law, apparently. But uh, <laughs> go watch the video. It's on my YouTube <laughs> channel. My man docked his boat, walked down some boat ramp, uh, Do docked walkways. it to a dock, not yeah, not to a docked dock. it like ran it onto the bank, like tied um, off to a marina. <laughs> yeah, went and caught a fish off the bed or close to a garden a bed or garden some fry or something. Oh, anyway, man. it was fishing his limit. It was wild just to see it, and that was I didn't react to it or make the video or, or even start the thread to talk about anything gene did wrong in particular it was just seeing that in action and, and i wanted to know how many clubs out there have that rule apparently some saltwater clubs do have that rule you can like wade fish and do some things well in and i mean if you're like on flats and stuff i can understand and i like some river tournaments you know where you know it's going to be super shallow and your kayak is essentially useless you tie it to you and 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 wade you know kind of portage across shoals and whatnot I know that people have done it at Kentucky Lake when the wind's gotten up like 20, 25 miles an hour, pull up on the bank and stand there and, and fish. I don't think I've ever seen it done like, like walking, doo -doo -doo, walking through a marina, walking across the dock, up onto the bank, catching the fish, getting the fish out, walking it back down the hill, across the dock, back to the boat, then measure it. Like that was a lot. There's a lot happening right there. I think that really kind of highlighted um, – that that rule needs to be changed. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't. I mean, I know there's some rules. Hobie has a rule on the Susky that's an exception where you, I think you have to be tethered to your boat or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, some of that stuff sort of makes sense, but just to be able to dock it and walk around. And normally, I would say bank fishing is definitely not an advantage to anyone. Uh, but if it's really windy or you're up a real skinny creek and you can see your boat, but you can walk half a mile down it, uh, but just like Gene walking down some walkways to get behind a marina. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's wild. And I don't think it should be allowed. So I'll be curious to see what they do with that rule. It was, it was different for sure. I mean, I think, I think we've seen a lot of instances where the exploitation of rules has kind of shown the weakness in some of them. Like, you, you know, there's a lot of things that we can tweak in this sport for sure. Yeah. Great. All gray areas to the best of every organization's ability ought to be eliminated. Right. Um, you know, Catch USA is thankful for a gray area because they're business. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. And I was talking out. to Jay Wallen earlier. I mean, I think at some point we're going to have to move to in-app photos being mandatory so you have true locations on where people are fishing and catching fish because right now you, you don't have any idea. Like, there, there's a whole lot we can improve on in kayak fishing. Hopefully one day we start doing it. Yeah, but tip of the cap to Gene. He ended up winning the two-day event total, and then he – I think he won the second day trail event. And even in his video there, I saw him taking a picture of a fish while sitting on the bank, leaning into his boat, which made me laugh for the second thing. But, hey, that's fine. That's, a, that's all part of it. Yeah. Uh, but but good living, stuff. Boy. So that was an interesting living. thread for sure. It's a lot, of, a lot of good comments there. I actually had a phone call with him. He was cool with it. I even got a text from uh, the KBF marketing director saying, please don't say anything. I said, no, nah, we're not accusing anyone of cheating. We're just talking KB. about the rule. KB. I'll have to pull out the pamphlet. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. In that role. Uh, yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, that was wild. It was a good thread, good discussion. Um, it was good comments over on YouTube as well, so I appreciate everybody that check, checked that out. 
Yeah, thank you for entertaining us, Jeff and Gene. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Anything else before we get? Oh, yeah. I promised Steve I would throw this up here. The Chick yep. event's coming this weekend for the BOS, uh, but there's going to be a little double dip opportunity. You probably know more about this, Ryan. Let me throw this oh, graphic yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're doing the, the local the local clubs, our cast organization. we got two or three local clubs uh, coming together along with the Alabama club coming up. We call it the Tennessee Hammer Tournament. It's kind of just a little flex on the Tennessee River. So anybody that wants to jump in this as a side pot, come on with it. We're ready. We're having a little shindig get-together at the captain's meeting. Anyone is welcome to that. So even if you didn't fish the tournament, uh, it's at, at the park beside the Dayton Boat Dock. We're going to have... Uh, some coolers of beverages. Please bring some sort of cup to have your beverage inside. Uh, we're going to have pizza, music, cornhole, trash talking, mud wrestling, the whole nine yards. We're going to have a great time. So come on up to Dayton Boat Dock Saturday afternoon. Relax a little bit. Take the edge off. Hopefully you'll sleep in on Sunday. Good times, good times. Uh, we got a few questions. Uh, Josh asked what the contest was. It's just a like and share contest. Just share the live stream. <laughs> and then we're going to take the best question or comment of the night. And pick a winner, and you'll get some KBN swag from the website. He's acting uh, like he don't watch this every week. Come on, Josh. Brand new. Uh, brand new baby. Yeah. So all you got to do is share the stream and uh, ask a good question. We got Casual Bass Guy from YouTube. He said, tournament apps should function and look as good as Instagram and Twitter. Those tournament fees got to work for Ooh. something. Uh, I like it, Casual Bass okay. Guy. Yeah. Super cash. Uh, here we go. Uh, and just commenting us, like – or. Uh, like giving us a good comment or giving us some praise is not going to get you the win, but we appreciate you, Matt Scott. There you go. <laughs> little brown never oh. heard of me. Hey, I yeah. like it. I like it. All right. Well, let's uh, let's do it. Ding donging around and get Garrett in here. Hang on just a second. All right, there he is, Garrett Clark, on, Pro Tour winner. What's up, my man? How you guys doing? Good, man. Out there on uh, Cali time. It's still kind of early out there, isn't it? It's kind of early, but I'm doing daddy daycare today. So ah. I just put on Toy Story. We got like 25 minutes stops. Sweet. All right. <laughs> Before it all breaks loose. All, all right, right, team, go. I'm not we used to you. starting this in the daylight myself. I was sitting here yeah. looking out the window like this is way too early for this. Yeah, I got the blinds pulled. I'm doing everything I can to try to keep it dark in here, but it's not. <laughs> all right. Tell us about this event, man. Um, Man, it was – um, it's – something that I haven't experienced at all. It was, it was, I, I almost want to say a little bit intimidating because um, of just the, uh, the different uh, media coverage that they, that they were offering at this tournament and the fact that you had to qualify for it from, um, from wild west, uh, the kayak standings the last two years. So, you know, we had, uh, we had a lot of sticks from up and down the state and, and, and certainly not, you know, all of the best of the best. You know, we, we've only got 19 anglers for uh, the first year here. But, um, you know, the initial list was a lot longer. But, you know, for various reasons, people couldn't commit to it. Um, or, they, you know, they had other things going on, uh, personal life. And so they weren't able to participate in it, in it this year. So, but, you know, it, when, you, when you show up to the ramp and, and everyone's got a jersey and everyone's got, you know, um, you know, decals up and down the kayak as a requirement. Uh, it hits a little bit different when the camera crew is coming around and, and checking everyone out in the morning and then following you throughout the day. So uh, we were off limits for 30 days. We didn't know the lake we were going to until it was announced, which was 30 days out, and then it was immediately off limits. Uh, no practice, 14-inch minimum. Uh, Two-day event had to uh, just show up and, and figure it out. And uh, the lake was fishing really funky than, than what everyone was anticipating it would be. And I was lucky enough to, to see it and make the adjustments early and uh, came out with a win. I like that format. I like the, the off-limits period especially. Um, how, I mean, was there anybody that kind of had like – the home field advantage on that i mean do, did you live close by do you fished it before uh, how, how did you kind of figure it out so fast um well there's actually you know a lot of us have had history um on that lake uh but you know we're not allowed to you know we're not allowed to have you know any kind of any other info other than 
you know, what's already public and, and online and whatnot. So, yeah. uh, you know, there were, there, I would say there were probably about four or five of us out of the, the 18 that were fishing it that um, have uh, extensive history there. So, uh, the, you know, there were, there were a bunch of people that I was banking on that were going to, you know, do really well. Sorry about the uh, hiccup there, guys. My, I had uh, I was using my new Canon camera. I failed to charge the battery, and it started dying on me, so I had to switch. To I the was wondering camera. what happened there. I didn't want to <laughs> judge your Arkansas ingenuity, but no, I had to switch <laughs> to a uh, webcam real quick. So I'm in. I'm back in. I got you. I got you. Okay, fancy. Yeah. Sorry about back that. Back to normal now. Yeah. So what you missed is they had a 30 day off limit period. I don't know if you heard that. Jeff. I could hear everything. I just couldn't okay. see anything. All right. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Good. 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 Good deal. You're caught up then. Yeah. So how did you end up finding these fish? I mean, tell us what, what, what the pattern was, how you broke it down. Cause I mean, that's pretty going in, going in blind is, is something on tournament day. Yeah. And you know, I've, I've fished this lake, <clears throat> like lakes are, are getting really tough and it's typically a great topwater lake. Uh, but I've, so I've never fished it this early in the year. And, you know, given how some of the other lakes in the region were fishing, I was banking on a, a heavy post spawn topwater, you know, chasing bait balls offshore kind of pattern. And the week leading up to the tournament, uh, the lake upstream started dumping water and uh, they filled the lake. So it came up about six, five or six feet in the course of five days. And all that water is cold water from the bottom of the reservoir above it. And uh, it brought the water temperature down probably about you know three degrees at least and coming off of a full moon um slowed down the uh the spawn that was going on and so a lot of these fish were were up on beds but they hadn't spawned yet they were just kind of guarding the area and um and not committing to top water so you know i i got bumped on a top water plug first cast of the day and you know a couple casts later i saw one come up from the bottom and just kind of look at it and then you know, head back down to the same area. So I figured that, you know, they're either on beds and they've just spawned or they're going to do it in the next day or two, judging from, you know, what I saw going down the bank. So I switched it up really quick. I put the top water plug away, which was really tough for me to do. Um, I, I wanted to chase that bite really hard. Uh, so I, I went to a weightless Cinco and uh, just started fan casting and, and bombing it as long as far as I could because this was really clear water, probably about 10, 12 feet of visibility. And uh, if you got up anywhere close to these fish and they saw you, they would just come and sit under the kayak and follow you. So, super, and you can't you, super have you tried long. netting them at all or stabbing them through the drive hole? Yeah, so I think that's illegal here in California. I'm so, I'm positive. Prob I think else, fishing yeah. is illegal in California, actually. Yeah, with hooks. It's I think upon, you can use sure. rubber bands or something, but yeah, it's frowned upon, definitely. So, Ryan, how uh, many just, times? Have, how many times have we heard the? Uh, I just got out of Cinco and slung it as far as I could. This year. Well, that's oh, what I was going to say. I should have known the answer to this before I asked how you went in blind and won a two-day tournament. I oh, yeah. closed my yeah. eyes and threw a Cinco for two days. Yeah. Well, I think the color was, was really key to that Cinco, also because there was green pumpkin. Yeah. You know, no, it was a uh, it was goby goby colored because oh shit the blue, okay the wow bluegill, the bluegill did not wait the bluegill were up there on the beds and they weren't stalled at all and so you had uh, a bunch of bass trying to establish territory up there with all the bluegills spawning so uh, put that goby colored on and just you know hucked it out there Look sometimes on you know in about five feet sometimes over there's a deep grass line in this lake that's about ten feet deep so casting it over that and. Just started getting hammered on that. Uh, found a couple bays that had just, you know, was absolutely community, you know, a, a community bedding bay, and there were just fish everywhere, and they were actually committed to the bed. So caught a couple off of uh, sight fishing. My biggest fish day one uh, was was on a bed. I caught the male and uh, spent an hour on the female, and uh, she was twenty and a half time inches. To spend on one. Well, it was 20 and a half inches, and, and I figured, you know, the way the pattern was that that fish was worth spending time on. So did that on day one and, and pretty much repeated the same pattern on day two, but the, the fish uh, were actually a lot more locked in on beds on day two. So 
they were actually starting to spawn that afternoon on day two. You you would see them up there rubbing on each other. Ooh. Uh, so it was yeah. It was. Uh, picks? It, it was. <laughs> it was a a funky pattern for sure. This late in the year, we had um, I caught a couple smallmouth that were what? that were on beds out here. Y'all got those out there? Oh yeah, and and it was. It was really surprising out here because the water is, you know, 72, 73 degrees. And the smallmouth were just getting on the beds on this lake. So it, it was funky. And, uh, you know, you had to you had to really call an audible early in the day on day one to, to uh, adapt. And luckily I did that. Um, so for those of us that aren't familiar with communism, were you more toward Mexico or Oregon? <laughs> uh, you know, we were probably right smack in the middle. So, <laughs> fair enough. Stuck in no man's land is the best way to put it. Fair. Is there a city near there, or what do you uh, got? The closest uh, landmark city would be uh, Stockton. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Okay. Yeah. So like we're about that. we're about a probably an, an hour and change outside of Stockton. All right. All right. Bullets don't fly that far. Yeah, I was gonna say they, they land before then, so we were all right. <laughs> Oh, and what was the media coverage? So this, I mean, I saw the, was it the outdoor channel or outdoor network? Something shared, uh, shared the deal there. Were they, is, were they filming the whole deal or what happened? Yeah. So, um, this all kind of, this whole kind of pro tour stemmed from, uh, wild west and how they, they came up with the apex pro tour for the boats, mm -hmm. uh, last year. And, um, you know, that's carbon is, fiber. <laughs> what's that? Carbon that, fiber bass boats, right? Diff okay, yeah, yeah. Wrong, sorry, uh, wrong. Apex. No, 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 no. Different apex. Um, <laughs> so that that series airs on Pursuit, and uh, it's been a, a big success for for the guys in the boats out here, and uh, they're doing really well on year two out here. So, uh, you know, given how given how the market is, and and how quick kayak fishing is growing, and and you just look at gas prices now, and a lot more people are getting into it. You know, on a competitive side. Um, you know, Wild West came up with, with Kayak Pro Tour and, uh, you know, they're bringing the same, the same level of, of coverage that they're bringing for the Apex Pro Tour. So this is going to be, this whole series this year is going to be aired on the Pursuit Channel probably about eight, nine months from now. And, uh, it's, yeah, it, then that's, that's something that, you know, it took a, it took a second to get used to. You know, having having the camera boat sitting on you for you know twenty <laughs> or thirty minutes. Imagine if the guy has an Australian accent and foul language. That's <laughs> that's what it would be like if Hobie ever came back to California. Yeah. Oh, I tried to pull so, a video. I saw KPT on Lake Tullock. I thought they were doing freaking live coverage. It looks like it's way in stuff from. Yeah, it looks like they pulled the footage from uh, the wrong from thing, Apex anyway, anyway, on that very, link. Very cool. Jeff, yeah, so was, Jeff was trying to be slick. Yeah, so they're doing the, they're doing TV coverage there. Um, you know, obviously heavy on the social media side, and uh, and and that's something that you know besides you know TOCs and and you know Bassmaster Classic for, for the kayaks, that's something that hasn't really had too much uh, exposure as far as as the kayak circuit goes. So showing you know regular season events is is, is something new um, out here at least. And, uh, it, it was exciting. I think it's probably new everywhere. I mean, who is funding that, I guess, is the question. Uh, well, it's, you know, it's through wild, it's under the banner of wild west. So, okay. you know, whatever, okay. whatever deal that they've, they've struck with, with pursuit is going to be, you know, similar. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. I think I would like to see, and the, the Santee Cooper vid I put out on YouTube is kind of, what I would like to see uh, a show consist of kind of like behind the scene. I mean, you know, some tournament stuff too, but like the bullshitting, the rigging up, the <laughs> practical jokes, like the fun part of it. So people kind of see that these big, you know, national tournaments aren't, I mean, they're not really scary or intimidating. Like you just go hang out with your buddies and whatever happens, yeah. happens. Like maybe, maybe you'll win some money. Most likely you'll lose a lot more. So <laughs> it's still fun though. Yeah, and this was this was a great group that we've got this year, and so every everything you know between the anglers is, is really casual, and and you know we're all we're all working together to 
to try and and you know produce the best show possible for you know when it when it comes to to air later this year. Let me ask you this, man, because it's a small, it's a select field. I mean, what is it, twenty five? Is that, is that it? Uh, well, we've got nineteen that are committed for this year. Nineteen. Okay, so nineteen. Yeah. Was that small field on purpose to be able to cover it correctly the first time around, or, or what was? Well, no. Um, like I said earlier, we had a much larger uh, initial pool to to choose from. Still, you know, still top top of the field for the last couple of years for for Wild West, and you know, this year when it comes time to invite people in, uh, I know they're going to be uh, selecting from Wild West and then from California Bass Nation Kayak as well to establish, you know, the draft class for, for next season. Draft so, class, okay. The draft class, right? That's one step from being the KFL. Right? So, kind of what you I know, um, I, I think the goal is somewhere probably around 40 anglers at most. Okay. Uh, for for a field and it, it you know not only does it kind of give it that exclusive you know you've got to qualify to be here uh field but it opens up a lot more water so people aren't stacked on top yeah. of each other what's the so, entry on uh, on these joints uh well we actually aren't allowed to uh disclose entry fees or <laughs> you know prize any any prize structure or specific payouts that California that's, on some secret bullshit privileged. all the time. It's privileged God. to uh the KPT field and they run Apex the same way. Um Man. but uh it's uh it's significant uh it's a significant amount. Blink so, twice. Knows. Blink twice if you're not knows. getting paid. <laughs> look, look me in the eyes, Garrett. Blink yeah. twice if you're not so, getting paid. Uh, it, it's significant, and um, yeah, it's uh, like I said, it, it's it was the most significant win that I've had. Okay. Um, that's awesome. So Good job. Are they? Uh, and maybe you already said this. Are they putting cameras in the boat with you as well? Are they collecting footage <laughs> from everybody in the? In yeah, the, you know in, they they got they got to find a real skinny camera guy to sit in, in the tank well behind me. I mean, I know they uh, don't, they don't just have cam they, they don't just have camera boats following oh, you guys shit. around. They, they, they got one standing on the Hobie deck. But, but, yeah. are, they, but are they <laughs> filming? Giving, right are they giving you cameras to put in your boats, or are you providing your own oh, footage dang. and then giving? Uh, you know, a lot of us a lot of us have GoPros um, already, so. Uh, any any catch footage that we have, um, you know, they they may request that. Uh, but you know, they there was only one camera boat at this one. There was a the other camera guy had a, a family emergency the night before and, and wasn't able to make it. So we were only running fifty percent, you know, media capacity for this one. But um, yeah, they've got a you know they've got a boat that that they uh, drive the camera around on, and um, you know we we've we've got a. We we've got to upload on Tourney X sooner rather than later, so uh, it lets the tournament director know you know who's doing what and where and if they need to hightail it over to to get some footage. Uh, if so, not, you know we've all got most of us have got cameras on the back. Let me ask you this because uh, speaking of secretive, I wanted to have the leaderboards up, but they're they're still hidden. What? Yeah, that was. Uh, <laughs> That was, so you, you know, don't know what entry one. is, you don't know what prize is, and you don't you, know who won with what. Garrett, did you really have a tournament? Oh, we this did. is made yeah. up. Tim Arthur has cooked <laughs> this whole thing up. Yeah, I would say I'm surprised. <laughs> no, no. So well, what's know, up Tim with that? Is, it, is there a long, is there a long protest toes. period, or what's the deal there? What's what's up with? No, he just you know he, Tim wants to keep you guys on your toes. That's all. <laughs> Good job, Tim. As always. Yeah. Damn it, Tim. Last time he came out here, he broke the front end out of his truck as a surprise. That was yeah. another yeah. another good joke. <laughs> yeah. uh, finally got to meet Tim. He's a good old good old boy. I like Tim. Yeah, and you know some of this some of the stuff like the the payout structure and and whatnot is is secretive to you know kind of avoid copycats. Um, you know from from competition out here and and amongst other organizations. So it kind of adds to the allure of it. And, and I've already heard the argument um, many times this week that, well, you know, how does someone know if they want to put in the time to qualify for this if, uh, if they don't know what, you know, what the prizes are? And I would say to that, if you just look at the anglers that are involved out here in it this year, uh, you know, these, these, are, these are sticks that have consistently been at the top of the leaderboard for several years out here. And... Um, you know, none of us would be involved in this if it if it wasn't worth it on you know on multiple fronts. 
So I'll just say, yeah, I, I, just I would say, just say that. Yeah, follow Garrett to the gas pump, and if he's putting premium in out there, then you know he got oh. a good check. He's putting electric in, oh, in yeah. California. Yeah. He's, he's out there creating friction. We're creeping up on seven bucks out here, so yeah. it it is wild times. Hey, Does Jason me... Yang fish this this pro tournament trail? Not yet, although he may toss his hat in if he Ooh, if he wants to. I'm out. He's he's my favorite angler to follow <laughs> in California. <laughs> ten out of ten. There's a couple of people with the last name Yang in the trail. I don't know if they're any relation or not. But uh, how do you have the roster, Jeff? How'd you find yeah, that? I got the roster right. Yeah. The roster yeah, is not secret. Yeah. It's not, okay. It's not secret okay. at all. Okay. It's right there. Okay. Okay. All right. We got Rachel Uribre, Damian Tao, Shane Jones, Griffith Garbrandt. We've had Griffith on the show before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got Gary. Juan Nunez. Okay. Abel Patino. Abel. Oh, shit. Y'all let anybody in. You got Miho <laughs> yeah. in there. Damn. <laughs> so, yeah, I like good, it. Good roster. It's going to be good. Where's Greg Blanchard at? Well, like I said, you know, not everyone could commit this year. Uh, and hopefully once they see the, you know, the, the type of product that, that this tour produces, then, you know, hopefully more people are going to jump on board next year, um, you know, when, when uh, invites go out. Let me ask this before we let you get out of here. I know that your movie's probably about over. We got Hayden in the waiting room there. <laughs> uh, so I met uh, one of the reps from Wild West at the uh, Major League Fishing Red Crest. She had a booth okay. there, uh, over, I think over there with Basscat or somebody. You guys with Basscat or WBTS. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she talked about the Western – is it the Western Sun. Open? I don't know. One of, some of the big tournaments coming as far as Texas from the Wild West Bass Trail. Uh, any, any talk or future long-range plans for the kayak stuff to, to maybe push out? east of california wild east the wild east bass trail yeah the you know the wild southwest maybe i don't i don't know i know they you know they they operate in uh in in arizona quite frequently and they just had a kayak open event up there um you know on the uh on the john day river up there in in wash on the washington oregon border so uh you know they're, they're trying to branch out and um that would be really cool if they came to texas because you know uh, my family's planning on on chipping out next year, trying to escape out here. Um, Smart. So yeah, trying to get out before the uh, the housing market crashes and we're stuck here. Yeah. <laughs> so good move. Uh, that would be cool if they went out there, but you know, I'm I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping to get some sponsor support, uh, a, a big boost in sponsor support this year, and and trying to make the effort to you know even fly back. Uh, next year for these KPT events because, uh, like I said, it, it is it's nothing like what I what I have fished in the past and it was a really good experience and I see a lot of potential in it. Yeah, can't wait to see the footage. When do you say that's going to debut? How long a time frame are we talking about? Uh, let's see. When they did Apex, they were about uh, probably about eight months out. Okay. So probably look for it this winter and that'll be on Pursuit Channel. Awesome. Yeah, man. Look forward to it. Um, Ryan, we got Hayden waiting there. You got anything else for Garrett before we let him get out of here? Congratulations, Garrett. I'm glad you can fish. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, you're the man, Garrett. Thanks for taking the time tonight, man. Uh, and I'll be looking forward to seeing uh, what KPT does going the rest of the year. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks, guys. See you, man. All right. That's cool stuff, Ryan. That's stuff we've been talking about somebody pulling off you know, for a while. Now, I know Hobie's got their their series that they put up on uh, his Sportsman's or Pursuit Channel. I don't know what channel that's on. That uh, streams their their shows <laughs> that you somewhere. were on the TOC. Yeah, was on it. So, it was somewhere. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's good stuff seeing organizations do that. But let's let's get Hayden in here. He's been patiently waiting. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Bingo! There he is. Hey, hey all right. What's up, guys? You get your hair done? You good now? Dude, you made me waste the whole freaking thing of makeup. I'm just taking it all off. Got ready. I texted him and I was like, "Hey, man!" I was like, "Just turn your phone horizontal for this." He's like, "I'm on video." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Dude, you, you my bad my bad i just wasted a whole face <laughs> that's my bad hell it still ain't helping any if that makes you feel any better nah, hell it ain't gonna <laughs> help <laughs> so hayden is a local hammer here on chickamauga he just dumped a 30 bag on jacob wheeler's head a couple weeks ago uh <laughs> out here slaying all the time uh what tell us when did you start fishing like what's kind of your pedigree getting you to the point that you are now uh, I come from a long line of fishermen. My great grandfather, my grandfather, and my dad were all tournament fishermen. So I kind of, I guess it was in my blood. I came by it honestly. I started fishing tournaments when I was about nine with my dad. 
nothing major, just local tournaments and some, you know, dog fights or shotgun tournaments in the evening. But that kind of lit the fire in me as a young child to, to know that, man, this is pretty pretty awesome and a good group of guys and definitely something I wanted to, to carry on and hopefully one day pass down to my children as well. And you're in a pretty pretty tough spot to do it. There are some guys that smash them on chick. It seems uh, Kevin Drake, I feel like he oh, catches dude. a 30 bag every day. Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the conditions are. Like you go ahead and bank on him pulling in 25 pounds anyway. Oh, there's no doubt. Kevin is a uh, Kevin's a stick and he uh I mean he kind of cut his teeth over on uh, Parksville Lake, which is just right up the road from us. Mm-hmm. And, keep that one a secret. Don't say that name yeah, out loud. Yeah, we need to keep that one down <laughs> on the down low a little bit. But uh, when he came to Chickamauga and started fishing CBAs, he uh they, I mean he he blossomed and took off really quickly and uh he's he's took a lot of my money, that's for sure. I think he, anybody that's ever fished a CBA, he he's he's pretty much living off them. Yeah, he's uh he's he's pretty solid. There's no doubt about it. So what? Talk so, t- tell us about Chick cuz you know, talking about Kevin, what was it? 3 years ago, he had like two or three 40 bags in tournaments in one season. How has Chick kind of fluctuated? We kind of hit a little downswing there. Like what do you think has caused has caused that with Chickamauga? Uh Man, honestly, I'd say probably maybe five or six years ago, Chickamauga would kind of hit its peak. Um, And, I mean, I guess there's probably a lot of contributing factors into it, but a lot of it, I think, is just strictly pressure. I mean, this lake sees an unreal amount of tournaments, more so than it ever has. Even back in the 80s when the bass, you know, bass came here and had the classic and everything, way more pressure now um and just modern day i mean back in the day the electronics were nowhere near what they are now uh bass weren't as easy to find i mean growing up we didn't have depth finders and stuff when i was a kid so i learned how to do it by lining up on trees and buoys and docks yeah uh, yeah i did that till modern about two day weeks electronics ago. <laughs> they the old tri- triangulation <laughs> man nobody knows about triangulation yeah, triangulation <laughs> uh, you, if you I'd like to see a tournament that took it all away and you had to do that. Flash it Amen. Amen. That would be, uh, that'd be pretty neat. But I really think that that's probably what is kind of – I mean, Chickamauga's still good. It hasn't been as good as it was in the past, you know, five or six years. But it's it's still a really good lake, and the potential is definitely still there. It seems like this spring, it's really – it's kind of got its legs back under it. The last two springs weren't – weren't really, you know, anything to write home about. But this spring, I mean, it seems like for the last five weeks or so, people, the fish seem to have moved out deeper earlier, offshore a little more. Uh, You're seeing some big, big bags come in. Yeah, and it's kind of funny. I mean, we had a, seems like a few fish spawned really early, and then there's a late wave, like super late wave. There were still uh, fish on the bed last week, week before last. I could still see a few on the bed, but um there was definitely fish done early and the first part of may which kind of surprising we had zero current i mean it was terrible conditions for what you would think for an offshore tournament but it was it was pretty insane uh the week leading up to that last cba tournament two or three weeks ago i fished a couple evenings after work and every evening had right at 30 pounds in three hours that's crazy. Uh, so it was, they were all, I felt really, really good going into that tournament. I definitely felt like I kind of had the edge because we had some uh, sneak holes, I guess you could call it. But um, <laughs> it uh, it's changed a little bit with the rain uh, last week. Current The current flow kind of jumped up and it's like it scared the crap out of them. It's like I haven't seen it all year and now here you go. Uh, but it's, it's definitely, it's definitely the right time to be here. No doubt. So we got a saying on this show, it's It's wide dick open. So right now, <laughs> Chickamauga, open. Chickamauga is running wide dick open. Uh, That's we went right. out Sunday and they were running 50,000 and 50,000 on chick in the skinny spots is moving. I mean, you know, you, you got the trolling motor on seven trying to hold still. We took right. my boat, my Phoenix out <laughs> Sunday and we ran, I conservatively probably ran 20 miles of ledges and the fish were blown off because of that much current. Like you said, I mean, when they're sitting there and, 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 you know, they're used to 
to 15 or 20,000, when you hit them with 50,000, they're like, ah, all right now, like we're going to have to, we're going to have to move on somewhere. It's, it's getting a little no sporty doubt. out here. Uh, no couple doubt. that with the Memorial day, uh, Atlantic ocean cabin cruiser traffic. Uh, that was not probably not the best Sunday to be on the lake, but no, just for everybody no. that's coming in, know that you, you have to watch. Everybody should look at the TVA app, look at the discharge, you know, check the flow. That's the key to fishing that Tennessee river system is you have to, you got to be aware of what the flow is because the fish react to it. And you can kind of, kind of predict their movements based on how much current's coming down the river. And, and is that how, I mean, I'm not, I'm over here in Arkansas, Hayden, just so you know, I'm not a Tennessee guy or a Tennessee river guy. Uh, is that the deal? I mean, obviously current's the deal on all those Tennessee river system lakes, but is that, from year to year, you said Ch Chickamauga's kind of been in a dip, you know, for a couple of years. Is yeah. it is it because they're jacking with the water levels or the current flow, or is it just the fishing pressure that just beat them down for a couple of years? Because you got lakes like Fork that keep turning out mega bags, and they get tons of pressure, but they got a, it's a lot different deal with a lot of different cover and structure. So, you know, what what's the deal there with those Tennessee river system lakes taking dips? Uh, I know Kentucky Lake's a whole different animal because of the invasive species. <laughs> Don't even talk about Chickamauga and the others. <laughs> you know, why do they dip and come back like uh, like they do, you think? I don't really think it – I mean, current fluctuates day-to-day, month-to-month. I mean, I, I don't really think that contributes to a bad year, uh, but definitely pressure. I mean, pressure is – I mean, I can kind of, I always go back and tell guys when the, when the A-Rig first came out, I mean, I think you could have thrown that thing pretty much anywhere you wanted to and caught a fish. And now it's, I guess they've become more accustomed to it. And um, I just don't think, you know, the fish have learned and they don't, but when you stack, I mean, I think for eight weekends straight, there was some type of major tournament on Chickamauga. Uh, I mean, fish dating, I got to give props to them, I guess. They've done a really good job of getting people into their community. Uh, but at the same time, as a local guy, you're like, God, please stop. Rumor has please it that, guys. well, rumor has it you got your wish on that one. I don't think they're pushing near as hard as they are up there. I see Not as hard Chester as Frost were. starting to get some love back on the Absolutely. south end now. Uh, Dennis Tumlin, who was, he was fish dating. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, the guy that took his place has done a pretty good job, but he is, he, you know, Dennis definitely carried the torch in helping Dayton kind of get off the ground and start bringing these big tournaments in. And it brought a ton of money into their local economy. I mean, but now I mean, Dennis is responsible it. for the, for the, basically the bill dance, you know, trophy initiative in Tennessee. That's, that's where Dennis moved to. And now he's kind of helping, all these fisheries get money for for research for stocking you know f1 florida strains to really build up you know the the trophy bass population in the state of tennessee which is which is awesome but i think i think gabe keen catching the state record you know yeah. i think that was one big attention getter for chickamauga multiple 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 40 bags coming out like that's that turns heads when you see that in tournaments not on absolutely a fun fishing day you know me and me and daddy went out there with some shiners and caught them but in a tournament like that's that really puts the pressure on but i think spraying the grass i think that kind of knocked it down some and i think that those hurts. spring floods when it when the grass seems to me when the grass doesn't come in till halfway through june or the end of june it's a it's a slow year it's like the fish don't they don't know where they're supposed to be at that time absolutely i agree and like uh, i mean if you were out on the lake this weekend i don't know how much you know fishing you did up shallow or uh but none the grass this year is <laughs> we ran to the back of possum is... creek and there wasn't a stitch of grass in anybody's damn yard and i turned around and got <laughs> out of there i've never seen anything uh, like that that was awful I, I would say this year we're probably having a better grass year than we have in the last few years. I mean, there's there's grass that's already, you know, getting right. I mean, it's getting pretty tall, good two, three foot up off the bottom. We're going to have a pretty solid grass year. I was happy, uh, and, and, you know, the north end, for people that don't know Chickamauga, the north end traditionally has a lot more grass, and it comes in a lot quicker than the south end. But the lower end of the lake on the flats and stuff is, is got good grass, good green grass on it now, which I was pleased to see. 
What's up with the Absolutely. lakes in the southeast, man? I mean, you follow us doing that. A couple on the Tennessee River, killing all the grass, spraying to kill all the grass. What's what's going on there? Chickamauga is real funny about it, man. They'll lie to you. They'll be like, "No, we're not spraying grass." And then you see airboats literally spraying the shit out of grass, and you're like, "Well, yeah. what do you <laughs> what do you mean you're not?" Yeah. <laughs> I just saw yeah. you. Oh no, we're only spraying around docks. <laughs> right, around docks. right. As they go across the flats, just spraying the hell out of it, like anybody's yeah. wakeboarding yeah. in three feet of water. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I don't get it. Ufala killed it all. They they went scorched earth. They don't they don't care. No, they ain't even trying to hide it. They ain't no grass on Ufala. It seems like they're doing that down in Florida. I see people raising hell every day about Okeechobee and some of the Florida lakes. They're just wearing it out. Okeechobee's just teetering on the edge of, of I mean, between algae blooms and all that, you know, they got all that runoff from the cane fields and whatnot. It is, it, I feel like it's just always on the, on the cusp of, of, a big fish kill all the time. <laughs> that place is a, like a jungle to me. I, I really just don't like it. <laughs> we don't, uh, we Seminole and uh, Seminole and Ufala are the two that we've caught in the Hobie series the last couple of years. I, we may, we may have to venture out a little bit more in the, in the, out of the gators couple. like the kayaks. They don't, I, honestly, they don't mess with you. You'll see, I mean, they'll take a look at it or whatever. I think Christine posted a video of, of one getting mad at her, but, she probably said something to it, if I had to guess. It's just one, of them, it's one, of them, one of them sexist gators. They don't think women should be yeah, fishing. That's what it was. Chase around it. Damn, yeah. that was Jeff. That was Jeff Malott, if anybody's no, I said the gator, not me. Mm-hmm. I'm very <laughs> inclusive, Ryan. <laughs> all the but, time, uh, all the time. All the time, all the time. Yeah. Uh, but no. Uh, Bobby Tinker said he thinks uh, spraying the grass in Mud Creek got him sick, man. That's because you you need you needed to fish somewhere else, Bobby. That's what that meant. You can't sit yeah, back uh, there all the time. We got a question <laughs> from Levi Snyder. He said, "How many guys are going to try to duplicate what the elite guys are doing on Pickwick? Is that a dumb strategy, Hayden? What do you think?" Uh, no, not a dumb strategy at all. Uh, Pickwick is probably actually my favorite lake on the Tennessee River, um, and Pickwick and Chickamauga fish a lot alike, um, a whole lot alike. And I would say this week at Pickwick, those elite boys are going to crack them offshore. I mean, it's yeah. you're probably going to see some really, really good bags of fish. And and also here, I mean, this week the you kayak boys, y'all y'all are hitting it at a really good time. And it looks like TVA is going to be slowing the water down over the next few days, uh, which is uh, I don't want to let any secrets out. I know lunch money over there. Is let them out, man. Heads, hell. But, I don't care. But, uh, I mean, I've been no. telling people like keep an eye on that stuff because the fish will move with with the current fluctuation. So oh, keep no that doubt. keep There's that in no your head. Hayden, they, I'm going to ask. They may I'll, not have been there yesterday, but they'll be there tomorrow. You, you, yeah. I don't know if you know this, but Ryan changed his name to Livescope Lambert. He's uh, if you saw oh, Livescope Lambert. Man. Yeah, yeah. I have spent uh, approximately <laughs> six hours uh, using Livescope, so I'm basically an expert now. Yeah. You're pretty much pro. That shit's dumb, man. I, I and I try. I really, I try. I don't like to rely on electron. I really don't. I don't like to to rely on it because I don't want to ride around staring at my my little TV all day. But today I made a point to because I wanted to really focus on offshore fish. Seeing the bait balls and seeing the fish under them and dr- literally dropping it down and just wiggling it in front of their face until they bite it feels illegal like i felt like twra was about to come up and be like uh-uh-uh like, you can't be doing it instead instead jacob wheeler came up and was like i'll take that yeah you need to stay off the hot the hump out there dude that's just not gonna work i reckon i reckon you didn't see the sign you didn't see the sign i hadn't i had no idea i was trespassing but I got the I got the memo. Daddy's home well, now. It, yeah. it wasn't red. It wasn't a big red sign, right? But if oh. I see you there again, you know. <laughs> I reckon I'll be back. Don't worry. Don't yeah. worry. Drop me a pin. Well, yeah. let me ask you this then, Hayden, because we you know we made a joke about Ryan with the live scope, but there's some people out here, especially on the kayak side, just like on the bass boat, that are experts with with their electronics. Uh, that won some tournaments with it. You know, I bet that has played as big a role as anything on these these Tennessee River lakes using live scope on these ledges. I mean, how big of a, I hate to use the word, game changer has that been in the last five years or so as, as panoptics and live scope has, has taken hold out there? It's huge. Uh, and I was one of the guys that was kind of against it. I actually just, I'm a Lawrence guy, so I run the active target, but uh, I just got 
the active target last year, probably about mid-season, and I was, you know, kind of against it and got out and learned it and played with it, and I was like, wow, I'm stupid. I, I should have had this a long time ago. Um, it can definitely hurt you as much as it can help you uh, because I've noticed several times, I mean, you, you idle over them, see them on side scan, down scan, you pop up and – then you see them on the active target. You can throw everything in your boat, <laughs> and it doesn't matter what you throw. They're not biting, period. And you can sit there and stare at your screen and burn an hour before you know what you've done. It's kind of like screwing with a bedding fish when she ain't going to bite, but you, you think she is. Um, so it can definitely hurt you. But one of the craziest things I've probably done with the uh, active target or live scope, whatever you have, is uh, – this year, I got on a, a shad spawn bite and some grass, and I could literally watch the, the bass work the shad spawn on active target and knew exactly where to throw, and the, we had an insane few days doing that. One thing that I, I noticed today, Graffin, you know, you, you run a run a, a ledge or, you know, the edge of a hump or a drop off or whatever you see, you see the fish, you see the, you see the specs on side scan or whatever, stop, turn the live, the, the live scope on and you can tell literally like which way the fish are facing, like how they're feeding, like how they're moving on top of each other. And that's what I, I was telling one of my buddies earlier today. Like you'll see these fish and you think they're just holding on the bottom, but there's like two or three stacked on each other. And they're just kind of like geese. Like when they're jumping each other in the V, like they're just like moving up in front of each other, waiting to feed on, on those bait balls. To me, that's the biggest advantage is seeing how they're positioned at that time and, and where they're trying to feed. Are they waiting on something to come off the flat? Are they facing up current, you know, catching something coming down the edge? That, that was pretty, pretty, uh, I guess, I don't know, eye-opening to me because I've never thought about it before. I just throw at them. Yeah, yeah having – It's definitely – like I mean, it's definitely a game-changer. And there's a lot of guys that are way better at it than others. And uh, I would say, as bad as I hate to say it, Wheeler's probably one of the best. I mean, he – Oh, he had he that 16-inch really... tuned up today, son. He didn't look up at all. <laughs> didn't catch shit either, but he did not look up from that 16-inch screen. <laughs> Uh, he, had it, he, had he, might been, up, right? he might have been slightly embarrassed that he he just rolled in on like the, the kayak hammer, and he, he finally <laughs> he didn't he, he he didn't he rolled in on me. It's <laughs> yeah, a common practice right. for him, Ryan. He's like, What's doesn't Hayden know that? Man? Doesn't Hayden know that that's common practice for Mister Wheeler? He's he's done that before. That's not that's new. That's not new. He likes some Tennessee boys. He slid in uh, one of our 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 guys, Russ Snyder's. He was fishing. Wasn't it Fork Jeff? Mm-hmm. Wheeler took all his electronics and stuff off and slid under a bridge and ran back there onto Russ and like posted a video like Russ cut him off or something. So Russ like posts his GoPro footage that shows him they're fishing the whole time and Wheeler running in on him. And I'm like, what in the world? It was uh, it was funny. There was a, there was a YouTube exchange there worked out pretty well. Can't get away with nothing these days, buddy. <laughs> no, no, no cameras. Not. There's boy. always a camera. There's always cameras a camera. will get you. Oh man. Uh, any questions for Hayden while we, we got him here? We appreciate him taking the time tonight. Um, I'll, I'll, get, I'll ask you a general question without giving up too much juice. If it, you know, for the kayak guys heading down, never fish chicken maga. What's three things they ought to be looking at heading into this weekend? Uh, on, on that lake. And I, and I'll preface that Hayden, I want you to keep in mind kayaks and where they can get to. So this isn't necessarily right. places that you can only, you know, shoehorn a 21 foot boat. But like some of that backwater stuff that that they could slide into. Definitely, definitely, and that's a good point, Ryan, because I probably wouldn't have thought about that. I only think of places I can take a take a bass boat to. Uh, definitely the offshore stuff. I mean, I don't know what days y'all's tournament is, but uh, boat traffic and uh, I like Saturday, the Sunday. Village. Oh, perfect. So the village idiots will be will be oh, yeah. perfect for y'all. Yeah. Make sure and keep your uh, flag on this weekend, ladies and no gentlemen. Doubt. The ledge bot's definitely going to be there, um, but like I like I touched on a little bit earlier, the grass is is really plentiful this year, and I, I wouldn't be scared at all to spend to spend a whole day in the grass. And there's there's some pretty sneaky backwaters through some culverts and stuff that you can't necessarily get in a bass boat. That uh, few buddy of mine and we got a we got a flat bottom we 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 go sneak around a little bit and there's there's definitely some areas that you can that you can get in 
and kind of have to yourself that's got plenty of grass. Uh, can't go wrong with throwing a jackhammer this time of year in the grass. It just can't can't go wrong with that. Um, offshore, I you know crankbaits, spoons, swim baits, um, and if they slow that current down like they had a few weeks ago before it, I guess got cranked up. The lighter stuff was working better offshore than your big heavy stuff. So your half ounce, five sixteenths, five eighths ounce. Uh, kind of your lighter finesse stuff is, has been really good offshore. Um, the last tournament I fished last weekend or weekend before last, we had a 26, almost 27 pound bag. Every one of them came on spinning rod. So like that, don't be afraid to finesse. It's, it, it, it works. Bubba Jones asked, uh, is there a frog bite happening? Uh, I haven't thrown a frog. Uh, I got a buddy of mine I just talked to earlier today actually said he caught a few on a popping frog around some, uh, some of the bank grass and some of the duckweed and stuff. The answer uh, is so yes, he, Bubba. There is a frog by happening, but it is in the dirt. I mean, in a yeah. foot of water. And I don't think Bubba asked this, but I don't believe he'll have to wear socks for this one with his Crocs. It'll be warm enough to be. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I think he'll Bubba's be from right. Alabama. Hey, and he wears he wears socks with with uh, was it Crocs or Chacos? It was one Chacos. Or the other. I don't know. Chacos. Some yeah, kind of yeah. strappy sandal. It was it was weird. He just don't want that hella tan line that comes. With. He doesn't. He's got he sells feet picks. He's uh, he's real concerned <laughs> with what he's what he's rocking there for sure. Gas yeah, and entry fees, man. <laughs> <laughs> Not much down there. Depends how long his okay. toenails are. What, what's your favorite ledge bait to throw? If you could pick one. Ooh, I don't want situational. I want one. If you had to pick one, what would it be? My favorite ledge bait of all time is going to be some variation of swim bait. Gotcha. Uh, whether it be, you know, big paddle tail, uh, if fishing it on any, any other type of head, scrounger head. Um, but definitely a swim bait on the Tennessee River this time of year, ledge fishing is my, is my go-to. And cousin Jason, for those that don't know, uh, Hayden cousin is Jason. also good friends with cousin Jason, and that's why he says he likes a swim bait because ju- cousin Jason will wreck them. On a, I feel like I feel like he anywhere on the Tennessee River offshore, go ahead and write it down. Like that's I don't know how he does it. I don't know you know if he's just touched or what, but that's that's his thing. So I met Jason, and then he mentioned because I told him where I was from, and he's like, "Oh, you know Hayden," and I don't actually know Hayden. But Jeff, back when I was uh, a working man at Erlanger in, in surgery, Hayden's wife was an x-ray student there. And oh. then she married him like just as I started fishing and then all that kind of connected there. And I was like, huh, well, all right then. What, it's what a I small fi- world. What I it is a very small world. The, the base of bass fishing is basically x-ray techs. That's what I, I think so. Mind. Yeah, I think if you really that, dig that down deep. Yeah, between Gene, <laughs> us, and a few others. <laughs> I forgot. G- yeah, I forgot Gene's an X-ray tech too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Um, let's see if I get any more questions here. Uh, no, we don't want to read that one. Feet picks are not where the money is at, Anthony. <laughs> I guess, oh, well, I guess it could be. I don't know. Oh my uh, gosh. Yeah, you get a little off the rails here, Hayden. My apologies. No, no pretty, problem. Pretty typical. Pretty typical. Yeah. <laughs> We've kept it between the lines. Fairly decent on this one. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, argument. we haven't got out of hand too bad. Are, are you going to fish? I mean, what are your aspirations as far as, you know, do you want to stay fishing the local stuff? You want to move up and, and take a swing at some of the, the, you know, do you fish any of the Toyota series stuff or the opens? Uh, I fished the Toyota series last year. I did not fish any of the bigger stuff this year. Uh, I don't know if I'd really want to do it for a living. I, I've got so many friends that do it for a living and, uh, not to say they have a bad lifestyle, but I just don't know if that's the lifestyle I would want for, for me and my wife. Um, it's a lot of running, it's kind of always a lot of running, a lot of running, but you know, my goal's always kind of been just be the best you can be at whatever level you're at. And, uh, you know, I, I don't consider my best at this level by any means, but you know, I, I feel like I'm competitive and, uh, but I definitely enjoy some of the bigger stuff and, uh, may may branch out and try the opens next year i i kind of got a little bit fed up with the toyotas they just they let way too many boats in those tournaments i think and talk about that like how does the how does the cap on these tournaments kind of water things down because i'll go ahead and tell you right now the the series that we're fishing the hobie bass open series it's got a 200 angler cap we've never came close to hitting the cap until this year suddenly everybody kind of woke up and now we've 
we sell out all the events. A few people drop out, but we're still pulling like 180, 190, and this one will be 200, a full 200 angler field. How do you feel like that affects the quality of the tournament, the more people you get in it? It definitely affects the quality and the, the smoothness that the tournaments ran. Like uh, the Toyota Series at Gunnersville this year, they had like 300, upper 300s. Uh, <laughs> I mean, dude, that's insane. I mean, it's just the, the amount of time that it takes to, to get everybody in and out and weighed. And, you know, it's it also, I mean, Gunnersville's a big lake. We've all been there. I don't know about you, Jeff, but uh, I know Ryan and I have both been there. It's it's a huge lake, but when you stack 350 to 400 boats on it, it's not that big anymore. Yeah, I've heard on uh, many a podcast, you just end up on a merry-go-round. You know, you try to run absolutely. to your new stuff, and there's a boat there, and there's a boat there, and there's a boat yeah, there. You just you just hope your rotation's the right rotation because there's no doubt you're sharing water. Yeah. Uh, on I our mean, end, we, we can lake. launch lake-wide, right? But I, I want the kayak people to take into account 300 trucks and 300 boats trying to unload in the morning and not be all over each other and, you know, how many people – you know, can't back a trailer down a boat ramp or, or park in the parking lot. Like it's, you're asking for, a, uh, you know, quite a disaster because a lot of guys will have some money and they'll try to get in this stuff without really knowing what they're doing. And you kind of, kind of dig yourself in a hole pretty quick. And I think Ryan asked that question because the calls, as soon as they started selling out Hayden, there were calls to, we got to expand the field. We got to expand the field. And uh, most of us don't really want that. We don't. We don't want that no, at all. No, it's not. It's not a good thing. I mean, I guess it's a good thing for the organization uh, that's hosting the tournament. I mean, I'm sure, you know, FLD or MLF, they're probably, you know, making a pretty good chunk off the membership fees and everybody that's signing up to fish. But, you know, at, at some point, greed has to come in, and you got to say, hey, we're stopping right here at 200 or 250 or whatever it is, uh, and just. You know, but they'll let everybody sign up, and the the most. I mean, heck, I don't think there really is a cap. They say there is, but clearly there's not, because every Toyota series in the Central Division this year was way over the cap. Do higher entry fees? If you want to up the payout, I'd rather do higher entry fees and weed out. You know, twenty or thirty people. Like I think, I think two hundred no is. It's enough for sure. It's borderline too much, depending on what lake you're fishing because some of these lakes don't have a lot of access like broken bow was what jeff eight eight ramps total yeah yeah i mean that's not that's not a lot not a lot of not a lot of water to get wet in there yeah that's hell to try to get everybody in and and have a good day a peaceful day of fishing without i mean that you start to get frustrated at that point yeah hayden you ought to consider pedaling a, a vessel 16 miles while hung over huh ryan <laughs> who was who was hung over i had I an hour know. and a half of sleep still, still i didn't drunk, sleep long enough know. to be hung over bud <laughs> i didn't remember going in the gas man. station i didn't remember going in the gas station and getting drinks and food about 10 o'clock i looked around i was like dang i really prepared for this one this was a good move uh, i can say i've never done that but i know some guys that's you know bar to the boat ramp type deal i just i can't do it I mean, it's a, it's a tough life to live, but the last big tournament that I fished on Chickamauga, I had some fish nailed down, nailed down. We ended up at Reagan's and Westbound until 2.45 a.m. I left my work car downtown Chattanooga. We Ubered home, but all my fishing stuff was at my buddy's house in Saudi, and I was launching out of Harrison. So I woke up at 8 a.m., had to drive to Saudi, get all my fishing stuff, go over to Harrison. First cast was a seven-and-a-half-pounder. I caught two more fish after that, and the sun came up, and I couldn't get bit for the rest of the day. <laughs> Just well, sitting dude, out I there mean, green, trying not to blow chunks. So needless to say, this tournament is going to be a little bit of a comeback mission for me. I'm going to try to prove a point. There we all go. Right. Uh, it took us to the end of the show to get this question, right? Every guest we have on that's from a bass boat, somebody asked this, and nobody asked it until just now. When is Hayden getting a kayak? LOL. Would you ever <laughs> consider getting in a kayak tournament, Hayden? Uh, yeah, I would consider it, uh, even though I've had some pretty bad experiences in a kayak. Uh, you ain't now, had a bad experience in one of these, in, buddy. Not the kayak. You guys are fishing in. Y'all's kayaks <laughs> might as well just be a boat. Those things are ridiculous. But uh, I tried to kayak fish one time. 
and uh it didn't work well let's just say luckily i didn't take any of my good rods with me because i i ended up swimming so we're trying at shane frazier who do, who does a lot you know bringing in mm-hmm. you know advertisement and dollars and tournaments and things to to chickamauga he's talking about putting together they were going to do like a chickamauga hammers tournament and have i think it was going to be like me and christine and and carl wheeler buddy gross but they were going to do either bass boats with no electronics or bass boats one day kayaks the next i would prefer yeah i would like to see uh, you can have electronics on your bass boat i don't care i want to see them getting kayaks on day two and then do a two-day a two-day total of what you got. I, that's what I would like to see and just, you know, kind of level the playing field. I grew up with Buddy. My dad and Buddy were team partners pretty much my whole young life uh, once I started fishing on my own. And I'd love to see Buddy Gross in the kayak. <laughs> so would I. That's exactly what I said. I don't care about any of the rest of it. Put Buddy Gross in a kayak, please. Matter of fact, I may call him after we get off here and – and ask how Pickwick's going and then just tell him that I look forward to seeing him in a kayak and he's going to wonder why. And I'm just going to say, don't worry about it. <laughs> well, I'll take Shane and tell him to make that happen. Then we'll have to, we'll have to get that going. <laughs> that, that would, that would be awesome. Well, Hayden, I appreciate you coming on here and sharing some insight into the Tennessee river and the TVA chain of lakes for anybody that doesn't know what Kentucky Lake used to be. Pickwick is now it is the, number one best offshore lake on the Tennessee River chain by far. So I think you'll see those guys wreck them down there. No doubt about it. Guys, I appreciate you having me on, Ryan. It's been awesome, buddy. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Good to meet you, Aiden. Good luck the rest of the year, man. All right, Ryan, hang on a minute. We're going to pick a winner right here, okay? Okay, pick a winner. Let's go. All right. That was good, by the way. That was, that was great. Hayden gave Dude, he's, I mean, he's very knowledgeable, and, and I mean, he's a young man, but he's a, he's a hammer. He's going to be trouble trouble on yeah. chick for a long time i was trying to keep up with uh, some of the comments with some of the best ones bobby tinker had this one i'm assuming this was read with a with a uh, accent i like that <laughs> sanko <laughs> that so, was a good one <laughs> sank so bobby's a sand mountain he's a he's a alabama born and bred boy uh and sank is actually how <laughs> how he pronounces it but the first kbs event is what he was referring to we stayed we had a cabin down there we we all traveled down uh from the cby chattanooga bass yackers was the club back then and uh we went down and had a grand old time uh keith martin said lambert looks like he's sitting behind the cash register at bass pro thought that was a pretty good one i've got keith blocked i can't even see his comments (laughs) (laughs) i'm just Uh, kidding keith keith actually bought my (laughs) he bought my old 360. There we go. Uh, then I'd say another good one was this one waited till the very end, which is when is Hayden getting a kayak from, from Troy Haney? I'm going to put Hayden in a kayak just so he can see what the, the trials and tribulations that we go through out there. And uh, then Steve Fields came in at 836 with good day, gents. <laughs> Steve. on He's on Australia time, son. He, yeah. he's a lot of good comments in there. Hard to pick one, but uh, yeah, we had Jesse in the comments all night. That was good. So what do you think? What's your favorite one? I might have to give it to Bobby, man. Bobby? All right. I'm Bobby Tinker. Bobby. From YouTube, his name is Robert Tinker, but on Facebook, it's Bobby Tinker. So He's official. He's really official. He just bought he just bought a kayak from the dugout bait and tackle. He is coming back in the game. Bobby has been retired for about four years now, roughly. So he's back. Get ready. You'll see him. We'll have him on here, I bet. All right. All right. So, Bobby Tinker, you're the man. Uh, hit me up, and I and we'll get you hooked up with a KBN shirt or something else if you want it. We'll, we'll figure it out. But uh, appreciate everybody watching tonight, man. That was a good show. For sure. I'm going to go pick up some cornhole boards to take to Dayton with me tomorrow. We'll be on site live Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So, come on up. There we go. Good luck, my man. We'll be pulling for you. Appreciate it.